I met this fiance, Nia Long, and you know, she was she was nice and pretty and all tell those me, good tell things. Me, tell me, Eme brought it up and you didn't say so. So what's, what's, what's your fiance at? Where's she at? You didn't, I, I you didn't did, drop that I line, not, did you? I, I did not. Eme grabbed my hand. <laughs> he grabbed my hand and said, let me introduce you to my wife. You said bet. And, Word. and I said, I, I did like you. I said, bet. Bet. Let's do <laughs> And let, let me do like you were saying. Let me, let me beat your sweat. Let's do this, okay? Let's do this. <laughs> Girls love that. Chicks love the last shot opportunity. Somebody give me a napkin so I can wipe my mouth. Back with another episode of the Cedric Maxwell Podcast. I am Joe Clifford Bone. He is, of course, Cedric Maxwell. He's pulling up from the airport right now, from Logan Airport, but we're squeezing this episode in before he goes, Max. Right? I mean, we got a lot yeah, to talk I- about you got you got Jason Tatum headed to the Olympics. You got Celtics fans going crazy because of that picture that uh, is floating around of him and a and Bradley Beal. That's got all the fans excited. This this uh this match this match made in heaven and basketball heaven, if you will. I mean, you got to give it to him, man. Two guys from St. Louis playing on the same U.S. team. I mean, you don't you don't see that so often. Which of course they're they're celebrating. This is one heck of a moment for those two. But in terms of someone like Bradley Beal seriously considering going to Boston. Like, is that a realistic thing? For, you know, when you, when you think about it, I mean, clearly the Celtics, you know, they, they, they could pave the way if they want to, right? Whether it's uh, continuing to save money and, and not re-sign guys. But if that's a target for next summer, Max, let me ask you this. You know, is it wise for the Celtics to sort of put all their eggs in the, into this basket, so to speak? Or is there a way for Brad Stevens to sort of do a little bit of both, right? Stay competitive and, of course, you know, try to keep that cap as, as, uh, as minimal as possible or, or try to save as much well, money. Well, I think he's done that so far. You think about Kimba moving that contract on, getting Al's contract back. You know, one washes out the other, but there was another year on Kimba's contract. So you've already saved money in that position. Who do you really want? And people have been asking me over and over, you know, well, who do you think is recruiting better? Do you think with Bill recruiting Tatum or Tatum recruiting Bill? Well, who has the better platform? The better platform will be in Boston. So if Tatum was recruiting Beal to come here, I think it would go that way instead of Beal recruiting Tatum going to DC. Right, and, and that would that would obviously that could happen next summer. So that that's the big part in this. But like I, I think I, I hear what you're saying, and all that makes sense. But I'm always thinking Russell Westbrook. You know, he still has that 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 partner out there in Washington. You know, if they get somehow get a couple of guys in there, or they can turn things around. Mm-hmm. I mean. Whether, whether turn things around means a, a second-round exit in the playoffs or whether that means not making the playoffs at all, like, like that's a huge difference, you know? And, and I, I'm not quite sure if Bradley Beal is somebody that's gonna, who, who can just walk away so, so easily, you know? But, again, this is his buddy. This is Jason Tatum. This is a winning situation in Boston. It'll be interesting. Come on. Come on. It's time, right? Get, get with me. What are we talking about here? Dame time. Oh, man. See, that's another one, too. But it's Dame, too soon for that. Dame time. It's too Not soon too, for never that. Never too soon for that. Why is it too soon? Because you, you try to trade John Brown next, next month. That's why it's too soon, Max. <laughs> Look, you have to go. I mean, and I love, and I make sure Max this is on my right podcast. There. Everybody understands that. That I love Jalen Brown. I think he is an exceptional player. But again, I am looking for the contrast between Bill. I'm looking at the contrast between Brown and Tatum. And for me, there's not a lot of contrast. 
So in order to do that effectively, you might have to roll the dice and move somebody that you wanted to keep. You know, I saw Jalen Brown, I think he was on last night on some show, shooting threes and, and for his charity, some charity that he yeah, had. Right. He looked good, yeah. but it's again, you, you keep thinking about how guys are, are movable and, you know, they're pieces, they're chess pieces, and, and they're moved around the board. And, and we'll see if Brad Stevens, he's already done one thing because, you know, he know he, he, he loved Kimber. He, he respected Kimber. But at the same time, he saw an opportunity to move Kimber on. So it doesn't seem like Brad is the friendly type when it comes to making a deal. And we'll see if he wants to go out and strike again. Is that a championship team? Like looking ahead here, if, if hypothetically, if those three get together, Jalen Brown, Jason Tatum, Bradley Beal, is, is that a foregone conclusion that that core can, can win a championship? What what do you what do you see? I, what you see in there is a bunch of offense. Have you said anything defensively yet? I don't think you said anything about any one of those guys who are going to kill you defensively. And, and at the end of the day, you have to have those people who are going to step up defensively. Al Horper brings in a certain amount of defense and offense at the same time. That's what the Celtics have to get, somebody who is defensively minded and offensively who is just a juggernaut. Now, when I That's say that, Dame Lillard is not necessarily a, you know, a good juggernaut on the defensive end, but he stretches the floor so far you know, for you as an offensive player, where he's shooting from, that is going to, he is going to help out Tatum in the ISO situation. I love it, Max. Sounds great to me, but I just, I don't know. Like, I, I'm not quite ready to give up on this core yet. At least these two, though, Tatum and Brown. But I hear you. I hear you out. That's a tempting. I mean, tell me. It's, it's tempting to put talking. those two together, you know, not put those two together. Well, well, we keep talking about it, and I hear the new coach, uh, M.A. saying, you know, hey, I got two pillars, two guys who I can go to. But at the same time, I'll ask you, you tell me the contrast between those two players that we're talking about, Brown and Tatum. What is the contrast? One plays a little more. One, I, I tell you what, for you, one is dark one's, skin one's and one better is light skin. <laughs> <laughs> one's dark skin and one's light skin. You always put it that way. <laughs> yeah, I, I'll, and I can say that, okay? We can say that's that's one of many, There's one of many things. Oh, a couple of things, I should what? say. Yeah, you're right. I, what? That's a good point. What? There's not a lot of contrast, but that's why I think they need they need that third guy, you know, to give them that contrast. And Bradley but Beal. that's why I think that you have to create that contrast, even if you're going out moving pieces. And, and Brown point, and Tatum are very much duplicate players. They're great players. But at the same time, you tell me one thing that one does that's different from the other. Okay, this address, thing must be all. Harvard. You have address Harvard thing, University. Okay? Yeah, I don't know. Okay. I, I, okay. Outspoken politically, <laughs> I'm with you, that's man. Gonna do, that's gonna do me some good, you know, at a game. Somebody who's I'm just speaking to... out politically. <laughs> I'm just trying to add to these two. I want to add to these two, but no, that's a really good point because I, I guess the reason why I asked you the, the whole championship question is when, when when Pierce and Garnett and Ray Allen got together, it was no question those guys can win a championship. You know, like I don't know if I feel that same way about these three, or even when Bosch, you know, Wade and and LeBron got together, people knew they're going to win at least one championship. You know, like, I don't know if I really like those three's chances, though, you know. And, and, and again, well, it's the, guy, the guys, that you the, ball. the guys, the guys you just named them, you named Kevin Garnett, one of the greatest defenders that, you know, this league has seen in a long yeah. time. Defense ran through him. 
you know, that's LeBron what I was thinking about James, contracts. You get that Le, defender. LeBron, LeBron James is, you know, regardless of what people think, he's a great offense player, but he's a great defender. He runs a pass Amazing lanes. He, he chased down blocks. He rebounds yeah. the basketball. You give me the contrast of something that you say that Tatum and Brown look at and collectively that they do that is a lot different. And there's not a lot of things. I mean, they're both great scorers. And I respect them tremendously. But at the same time, this is me talking that I want something that's a contract. I mean, there's like a contrast between Larry Bird and Cedric Maxwell. They're like Larry Bird and Kevin McHale, Robert Parrish. These were all contrasting players and could do different things. But it made so that, you know, there wasn't a lot of deficiencies out there. What you have right now is you have deficiencies on the offensive end. Not not a lot, but defensively with those two guys on the floor. Now, Brown did take the tougher defensive job almost every game. But, you know, you, how long can that last? Well, this is the big season for these two. And I feel like, you know, it's like a sound like a broken record when you look at a year ago, we're saying the same exact thing, but it's a little different this time, right? You know, given what happened last season, you got a new coach in here. You got someone that these two have, have, have co-signed and they believe in. Well, let's see if they can get these two to figure it out. Because what I mean by figuring it out, we know how good they are. We knew we know their top-level talents and that they continue to get better year after year. But when are they going to make their teammates better? Like, that's what we're waiting for. That's when we start talking about a championship team and not the 500 team that we just finished watching. I mean, that, that's a good point you made about the new coach. But what do we really know about them? What What do we really know? I mean, it's just like when you have that, that girlfriend that you got and all of a sudden it's like, like, whoa, man, this is really keeper. And then all of a sudden something happened. You're going, whoa, wait a minute. I didn't even oh, know this girl. Hold up. Yeah. <laughs> hold up. I, I didn't know that about this person. Now, I, I, I think Brad has done his homework. I think he's, he's going to be a legitimate coach, but he's never sat in that front seat. And that's something which, which changes a lot of coaches. You asked Jimmy, you asked, um, who was it that was under uh, Casey Jones at the time? Jimmy Rogers. Jimmy Rogers moving from one seat to the other seat. It changed him as a coach. And it did not work out well for him. Well, you had a conversation with with Ime. I mean, we haven't we haven't spoken since then, or we haven't had an episode since then. So why don't you tell us tell us about what was that like? What was it like being the new head coach of the Boston Celtics? Well, he was nice. I mean, it wasn't Again, he was soft-spoken. Uh, he said some things to me. He said some things which are interesting. When he said, hey, I, he he hopes, he knows that these guys, that he's going to coach them hard, and I'm going to coach the hell out of them. This episode of the Cedric Maxwell Podcast is brought to you by BetOnline.ag. BetOnline is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your sports action. Football might be over, but NBA and the NHL are in full swing. Now, BetOnline.ag isn't just about sports. If you don't want to bet on sports, BetOnline has other options, such as award shows, TV shows, real-time updated odds and props on almost anything you can imagine. Head over to BetOnline.ag. Don't sit on the sidelines anymore. Get in on the action. Now, don't forget to use that promo code code clns50 to receive your 50 percent welcome bonus with your first deposit betonline.ag head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today and receive your 50 percent welcome bonus on your first deposit betonline.ag your online sportsbook expert so that means all of a sudden he's going to challenge them and that is something you know i love to hear other than that you know i i met his 
I met this fiance, Nia Long, and you know, she was she was nice and pretty and all tell those me, good tell things. Me, tell me, Eme brought it up and you didn't say so. So what's, what's, what's your fiance at? Where's she at? You didn't, I, I you didn't did, drop that I line, did you? I, I did not. Eme grabbed my hand. <laughs> he grabbed my hand and said, let me introduce you to my wife. You said bet. And, Word. and I said, I, I did like you. I said, bet, bet. Let's do <laughs> and let, let me do like you were saying. Let me, let me beat your sweat. Let's do this, okay? Let's do this. <laughs> and you oh, walk over. That's you walk over. That's what's up. That's, that's what's good. And I walked over and met her, and I told her, I said, you know, uh, yeah, I said, I've been a huge fan. I said, uh, your movie should, your movie you did should be a requirement for all young black couples to watch. And and I Which said, one? and I Love don't notes? mean, and I don't mean Friday. I don't mean the movie Friday. <laughs> I, I mean, I mean Love Jones. Yeah, it's a good a movie. Very sophisticated, uh, very uh, polished, uh, yep. very um, interesting. Had so many twists and turns in their plots, and it wasn't about it wasn't about cursing and hollering. It was just a very well written, educated, and, and and love story, which was uh, was really nice to see. And uh, I'm glad you're saying that, Matt. Tell the people because Netflix just picked it up, I believe, about a month ago. So it's on Netflix right now. Well, if you yeah. if you want to see something which is a really good movie that I have you like, wow, that's really cool. Because that was when the, the, the spoken word was out and it was people rhyming different stuff. And the main character is Lorenz Tate. He was uh, his name was Darius Lovehall in the movie. And he was a, a writer, a photographer, and he met Nia Long out at a, uh, a, a speaking um, uh, jazz club or jazz club. Yeah, yeah. And, and she he walked up on the stage, and that first five minutes is a monster. He 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 put down some some lyrics and some he put it some, down some 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 rhymes that were unbelievable and you know it was just, it was just so cool to see that movie so i did talk to her about that she was like what really and i started telling her different things about the movie she said oh man you really are a fan to the point that you know finally she she wanted to take a picture of me and you made together and we did that and then i asked i said can you know i take a picture with her and i was wanting somebody to take it and she's like no 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 let's do a selfie and she held hey. the camera which was was cool but she was looking at me and everybody I know was like, why is she smiling at you like that? Like, hey, hey. <laughs> we don't want no problems. We don't want no problems. Okay? Yo, guys, go to it if you haven't seen it already. Head to Max's Twitter, uh, IG, it's on there. Not for nothing, Max. It, I, I, I'm, I, can, I can see why people are asking and why, they, why she holding you like that because y'all straight up look like y'all have been kicking it for hours, man. It look like a... Look like a, a a paparazzi. Yo, let's get this couple in the corner shot. That's what it looked like. Like, all right, you got us real quick. Like, that's it. It was a nice pick. It came out nice. Yeah, it was. And uh, you know, meeting her, that was so cool. And uh, like I said, we just talked about you know talked about the movie and and uh, you know what and what I actually wrote. I think on, on my page was I said uh, you know welcome the welcoming the new first lady to Boston. The first lady. And, yeah. Like yeah. And, and and then somebody text me later on and say, oh, man, you got a new girlfriend? I'm like, no, no. Leave <laughs> alone. She's the coach's girlfriend. No, no. Uh, coach's yeah, fiance. Not, not, not mine. I have nothing to do with that. 
That's what's up, I man. Mean, no, the, great then the other thing, then the other thing that happened, people continue to question, you know, Brad Stevens. That was the next thing. Well, well, do you feel it was fair for the Celtics to go out and get Brad? I said, yeah. I said, yeah. I said, two things happened. One, it was economics mm-hmm. because you still had to pay Brad. But then when Danny left, it gave them an opportunity to move move Brad into another position, which right. he could feel. And at the same time, they were, they had a commitment to pay him. So and that, and, and then the the biggest thing for me was the fact that Brad Stevens is the perfect candidate to go out and purchase the groceries here because mm. nobody knows the ins and outs, the weaknesses, the strengths of this team, the way Brad Stevens is going to know them on a daily basis as he's seen this team over the last six, seven, eight years, whatever it's been. And so he will know, you know, what he really needs and what he needs for the next coach to, to be successful. Definitely. It's it's relevant, you know, it's significant, especially with this core, because this core, it's not like they've been playing together for a couple of years now. You know, it's a handful of years and they've been through a lot. So I think this is a very significant change for him. And, and of course, like you said, you know, that's the guy I want buying all the groceries. You know, that's the guy I trust right now mm-hmm. more than anybody. So yeah. But let sure. me let me ask let me ask you this then, you know, since we're asking questions. So what do you want to do with Daniel Fourier? What do you want to do with him? With what who? do you want to do with Fourier? With Fourier. Oh, Fourier? Fourier. Oh, man. If it's not a short-term deal, he's, he's got to go. I I think, like I talked about earlier, I think it's important for him to, to, to try to keep the money off the books as much as much as possible uh, in case someone like Bradley Beal is a realistic target. And if you have Evan Fournier on, the, on your books, that's, that's not going to work for you. Now, if you can convince him to a short-term deal, a two-year deal with that option on the second year, I mean, I'm for it. I'm for it because I, I think you're going to need someone like that uh, next to next to Tatum and Brown, who's going to have a whole but, lot of but, open but shots. But if, but, shoot him, though, but if you're him, you're probably looking for a long-term deal. Something yeah, that's what I'm saying. So it's probably not. That, I don't that, think it's going to happen. Is, yeah, I mean, if I'm this him, is I'm to get not paid. looking for. Yeah, I'm not looking for a one and two-year deal. But he's already at 17 million already. So if you're going right. to sign him, it has to be. 20 plus are you willing to commit yeah. 20 plus for the next four it has to be like a four-year deal 80 million yeah. or something like that so there, there's some questions that brad has to answer immediately uh yeah. with his team yeah i mean if his heart is really really here which i'm not quite sure it is it's so difficult to gauge that because it's such a short stay philadelphia did something that not a lot of teams would do or not a lot of players would agree with but jj reddick did I mean, J.J. Reddick accepted, a, I believe it was a 20 million, uh, one year, 20 million deal and then took a huge pay cut the following year or at least his contract dipped. But again, I, I don't know if Evan Fournier is in that sort of head, in, you know, in his head as he's in the space of saying, you know, give me give me pay no matter where I'm going. Or do I want to you know, be in a situation where I can produce, get a payday for one year and then I can show myself, showcase myself and get paid more after that? You know, again, that, it that, depends. That mean- if Fournier really wants to compete or if he really wants to be in a situation where he knows he's going to be playing, you know, basketball late in May, you know, next, next year. So, yeah, but that's yeah, my thing. I, I agree. With Fournier. I, think, I, I would love so, to see those, him back. Those, you know? the, those, are, those are questions that have to be answered. And now after that, how are you going to make your bench stronger? That is going to be the next thing for Brad. All right, Mac, before we wrap things up here, where are you headed? Where are you off to, man? Let the people know. I know everyone's dying to know. Right now, 
I'm actually in the Charlotte airport. I'm trying to get back to Boston. My flight has been delayed from 5 o'clock in the afternoon. I'm supposed to be on the plane already to 10 o'clock at night. And I oh, have a man. flight uh, uh, tomorrow at 11.45 going to Aruba. So if I don't check you out, to, oh, you're on vacation. If I, this, if I don't get this flight tonight, I'm going to be screwed. And, you know, <laughs> and, and, and I'm hoping right now for me, I'm hoping that, uh, you know, that, that uh, I'm still, I still have the internet and we could, uh, we can hit this off from Aruba from the beach. Yeah, that would be dope. That'd be lit. So let me ask you this though. Did you tell them how many people at that airport you tell about your Aruba extension, your, your trip? No, but I didn't tell anybody. I mean, I'm, I'm hoping that I get on this flight. You know, like I, I said you would have dropped here. that to the lady, you know, at the desk. Like, like, listen, I, I did. Sure, it's gonna take that, off. I did, but she, she, she was a sister, and she's like, look. And I said, I know you ain't got nothing to do with it. She said, sir, you are so right. Unless you want me to go get my my brother, who's an auto mechanic, to come up here and fix the plane, I'm like, no, nah, we don't, we don't want that. So, I, so, I'm, so I'm just, uh, you know, I, I'm sitting here now, just hoping that I get the flight coming into Boston tomorrow and uh, tonight, sometimes probably after twelve, and I'll be able to uh, get up in the morning and uh, hop on that plane and fly four and a half hours and go into Aruba. Oh man, that sounds beautiful. That sounds amazing. Well. Next week, if you if you were on a on a, on a beach somewhere doing a brand new episode, we'll know you you, you made it in time, right? So I think it's well, a good chance to we we will do the next episode, and I promise that I have one of my lovely drinks beside me. It's gonna be a pina colada <laughs> or a Miami Vice or hey. Swirl or Sizzle or whatever it might be. With a fucking umbrella I, in that thing. I, I, yeah. yeah, I should I should be out on the beach someplace. That's what's uh, that's what's uh, it's gonna wrap up this episode of the Cedric Maxwell podcast. You already know, rate, uh, subscribe if you're not already. iTunes, Stitcher, you name it, we're on every single uh, platform for to for, for podcasting, man. We appreciate you guys always checking in. We'll see you guys next week. I am Joseph Pavone. He is Cedric Maxwell. See you guys later.